everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of the Miseducation of Bill podcast. No, I swear, when my brother was growing up, all he wanted to do was be a Care Bear. I'm noticing a theme on the intros of this podcast. Um, my name hey guys, is Ryan. how's it going? This is Bill. Bill, welcome, Bill. I'm Ryan hey, White. Are we? We're recording. We're going. We are live in the podcast. Uh, so glad that you could join us, Bill. Uh, Rick, are you here with us? Oh, I'm here. I'm All ready to go. Right. We are ready to go. Um, you know, we're working the bugs out as we go. And uh, uh, guys, it's been a week. Another week. 2021. Um, I thought it was going to be better. It seems like it's more of the same. Yeah, definitely. I would like to reassure the people listening out there that we have made up over the last week. We had a few rough days of no talking <laughs> after after we watched uh, Forget Paris or France. Let's, or let's, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> but we're all back. We're ready to go again. Water under the bridge over the river Kwai. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, Ryan, I saw you take a sip. What are you drinking? Ooh, yes. I have a lovely, uh, lovely beverage here. It's a Rubens Brews, um, PNW Crush IPA. Uh, it's part of the Rubens Crush series. It's Love quite those crush ones. juicy for an IPA. Rick, what are you on? What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking one of my favorite IPAs, the Boneyard RPM IPA from Bend, Oregon. It's great. Uh, first time I've been able to find it in a can. Thanks. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> nice. Um, Bill, we don't need to ask you what you're drinking because okay. there's no Next sense. segment. <laughs> you definitely knew to go out and buy your Keystone Light Catalina Lime Mixer, right? Oh, no. <sighs> okay. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I, I mean, I get that reference because I watched the movie this week, I, but, but I didn't watch it ahead of time to like plan a drink. So I'm going with a uh, faithful classic for me. It is a, I have a wine glass here that is about 75% full of pear cider with a nice healthy dose of fireball mixed into it. <laughs> Can confirm. That's a wine glass. <laughs> Pear-shaped balls. That's what Bill has today. <sighs> much, <Spicy. laughs> Very much like Will Ferrell put on the drum set in the movie we watched this week. Speaking yeah, of that movie, that what was interesting. movie... <laughs> Did you watch this week, Bill, for the first time? Okay, so for the first time, I watched Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Uh, Will Step Ferrell Brothers. joint. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, it was. Uh, Wait, I believe it's I thought, a comedy. <laughs> I thought we were watching My Stepmother's an Alien. <laughs> Did you watch the wrong movie? <laughs> Maybe. I, d- I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you don't. Put right. it on the list. <laughs> Mm, we don't need to do that. Uh, no, this one, it's its funny because I actually, I watched this movie today. Um, I watched it at my office and uh, the girl who, the girl who works for me, uh, she hasn't seen anything. She has literally seen less than me as far as movies go. No seen that's nothing, true. Right. And I talk to her about movies all the time. She's like, I've never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Right? Does she listen to the podcast? <laughs> she's aware of the podcast and I told her I was doing my podcast homework and she was said what movie are you watching and I said Step Brothers and she goes you've never seen Step Brothers 
No, this is, I've been going back to this forever is that like, I understand people haven't seen some of these movies. There's no way you haven't seen all of them, but we're finding out one person <laughs> can. Yeah. It's cause I just kept watching forget Paris over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, never um, uh, zip it. Never forget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> never forget Paris. <laughs> never forget. So Step Brothers, uh, it's. I think it's the most modern movie we've watched. Real uh, Mean Girls. When was Mean Girls? Two thousand seven or two thousand six? I Stepwars had to come out after Mean Girls, right? I don't know. Three guys who don't know shit. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. And I'm gonna say Step Brothers is our newest movie. But uh, two thousand six. Mean Girls. Oh four. Perfect. I was right in my guesstimation. So guys, I wanna I wanna do a little thing here uh, we haven't done before, and uh, let's just talk about 2006. Kind of get in the f- mind. F- yes, Rick. Oh, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna light a candle real quick just to enjoy my time podcasting. Oh, Give me okay. one second. Okay. That seems like a necessary thing to add to audio. <laughs> it's part of his ambiance. I like to set the ambiance. Ambiance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, candle lit. He looks much more romantic in his man cave. Um, so, uh, something I want to start doing, maybe, uh, we're going to try it out. Little segment here. Um, 2006, the year. Let's get into the vibe of 2006. Kind of put ourselves in that realm and, uh, talk about what was, what was going on and what was, what the movies were and what the news was and what the music was. So, uh, how about this? How about I ask you guys, you know, a couple questions and you gotta just kinda tell me what you think the answer is for things that happened in 2006. Does that sound good? Uh, no, it doesn't. You have discovered my worst nightmare <laughs> is me trying to find out what happened in any year. Um, it's probably the worst <laughs> thing about it, but let's give it a whirl. Well, let's see how bad I've, it really is. I've moved. I've moved so many times and have had so many kids that I can, especially if it's sometime in, in the last 20 years, can pretty much place the year by where I lived and which kid was born. Okay. So maybe with Bill will know something and Rick won't. It'll be a twist. A <laughs> Don't hold twist. your breath. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. So since we've talked so much about movies, um, I think it's only natural to start with a movie from 2006. Uh Let's say, what was the best picture winner for the year of 2006? What's your guess? Okay, so I think we should go round robin on these, right? I think Bill should answer first, and I'll answer first the next time, right? Or sure, are we yeah, do alternating, it? yeah. I have the answers, so I okay. am the uh, host, and I am not going to be guessing. So you'll listen to every damn word I have to say. Right, yes. <laughs> so, 2006... I want to say I know this one. Um, I think it was a movie that I saw with my dad and my brother in the theater on my brother's recommendation. And we have the total opposite in movie tastes. And he loved it and I hated it. And I think the best picture winner from 2006 was No Country for Old Men. Okay. Rick? All right. I think Bill put me in a good headspace here to try to figure out what year this could have possibly been like, I'm pretty sure it's not Titanic because I was in high school when that movie came out. And I think that won something sometime. Yeah. And you were in high school for less than a decade, right? <laughs> just a 
tab <laughs> just right under the line there. Um, uh, I have this go-to movie, but I don't know what year it was. But I want to guess it. But it's no way that's true. After you say No Country for Old Men, but I'm gonna go with. Oh, I could be way off. No, I know you could, but I'm gonna. I might hold this. I might hold my other answer. You're gonna be blown away when I get it right. But I'm gonna go with There Will Be Blood. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so both of you are wrong. It's not Shakespeare in Love, right? No. The Academy Award winner for Best Picture in 2006 was Crash by Paul mm-hmm. Haggis, starring... Sandy uh, B. Uh, yes, and a bunch of other people. Right. Don Cheadle, Matt Dillon, Dandy Newton. Sa- Sandra, Sandra Bullock? Bullock? Yep. No, the other Sandy B. So she was in, a, like, another movie where things crash? <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, ten oh, years the earlier, bu- the bus and the boat. Yeah, ten, ten years earlier. I've never seen that, so I. I don't uh, you've never crash. seen Wait. Speed. Oh. No, I've seen Speed. I haven't seen Crash. Oh, right. okay. You, yeah, because he referenced, you know, oh, there's a movie I can reference in this podcast. Let me do it. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to have seen Speed to know it's about a bus crashing. I mean, it, the references are everywhere. Actually, I'm not sure if the bus crashes. <laughs> Okay, so here we are. So, Crash, huh? Crash was the movie, was the best picture winner. Let's, uh, let's see what movie made the most money in 2006. One, one thing I want to point out that's funny is that, uh, No Country for Old Men was made in 2007. Mm. And There Will Be Blood was also 2007. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys were close. But I'm I mean, pretty sure No Country for Old Men did win Best Picture. <laughs> I thought it won Best Director, and it was one of the two. They split, because I know both of them won yeah. awards. So we, we were both pretty close. Yeah, no, you were much more calibrated than you gave yourself credit for. Um, I like it. So we're going to pivot to highest grossing movie of 2006. Okay, so this is me going first, right? Yes, Rick. Rick has the first answer. I'm. So, No Country for Old Men came out in 2007. Yes. Okay, so 2006 was a year before that. So if I well done, thanks. <laughs> and Step Brothers was out this year, right? Three guys who do math good. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm gonna say that the answer. In 2006 would be okay. Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know years, and this movie definitely is not the answer. But I'm gonna go with 310 to Yuma. Okay, I know, and I and I'm gonna go along that same vein with Finding Nemo. Oh, he's doing the Pixar rule. Ah, okay, neither of your picks are on the top ten for this year. Great. Coming in at number 10, Happy Feet. Nine, Superman Returns. Eight, Mission Impossible 3. Ooh, that was a good one. Seven, X-Men The Last Stand. Six, Cars. Five, Night at the Museum. Four, Casino Royale. Three, Ice Age The Meltdown. Two, The Da Vinci Code. And one, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest at one billion dollars oh that's it yes 
<laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man Chess became the third film in cinema history to gross over $1 billion, and it's the 35 Ooh, most... Can you name the other two? Yeah, one of them was Titanic. And... Yeah. and uh, Avatar? Avatar? I don't know. I don't yeah. have that pulled yeah, up. It, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have any research like Ryan does. <laughs> I don't well, have that and, pulled up. And that was probably before... I mean, I think... Um, Avengers Endgame did the same thing, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This was yeah, before. But, yeah. Yeah. Avengers Endgame wasn't out in 2006. Mm. Okay. I mean, it depends even on which if time... you account for the time travel. Yeah, it depends on which timeline you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Finding Nemo was 2003, so I was a little uh, off. Way off. Okay, one more um, to kind of put us in the mind frame of 2006. Something that happened was the Seahawks lost right. the Super Bowl in 2006. That was fucking terrible. Which means that the MVP of the NFL that year was Sean Alexander. Of the 2005 year, yes. Right, but they also lost the Super Bowl of the 2005 season, and it was announced in 2006, right? The the game was in 2006. And now, one final little check into the nostalgia of 2006. Let's talk about number one billboard hit on the Hot 100. You know, because everyone knows that we all in this podcast love pop music as our number one favorite music to listen to. Hot 100, wild guess on what the number one was for all of 2006. Bill goes first. It was. <laughs> uh, There's some bangers on this top 10 list. I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to guess. She's so high by James Blunt. Is that that? Is that what that song is? She's so high. Yeah, Bill. I want, like, I want, that, I want that to be your answer. Or what about uh, Boston by Augustana? <laughs> okay, sure. All right. So that's Bill's. Those are Bill's two guesses. <laughs> I am off on the years again, and I have mm, I have two guesses. No, I have one guess. I have two. I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna throw it out there. Lady Gaga, Poker Face. Lady Gaga. Or is it Drops of Jupiter? By, is it Train? Train. Neither are correct. Mm. Um, I will say that uh, neither of them are even in the top 25. And they may not even be (laughs) from this year. I doubt it. (laughs) I will uh, give you the top five because this is tedious. Uh, Number five. Hips Don't Lie, Shakira, featuring Wycliffe Sean. Four, You're Beautiful, James Blunt. Three. Oh, come on. I said James Blunt. Yeah, but that's number three. It's not number one. But still, I get, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back for that one. That's why I wanted you to go, because that, she's so high. That's not James Blunt. <laughs> right, right. It was the You're Beautiful. That's the one I was thinking of. By beautiful. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Man, I feel good about myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Promiscuous, Nelly Furtado featuring Timbaland. Number two, mm-hmm. Temperature, Sean Paul. Number one, Bad Day by Daniel Powder. Powder. Ah, yes, yes. I knew that one. No. Jeez. Nope. I didn't know that one. I know Temperature. I knew, I knew two of those song. five songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, you scroll down the list. The, uh, Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake's on there uh, in the top 100. Danny California, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Snap your fingers by Little John. Like, there's some songs, you know. My see, honks. this is 
this is why things don't make sense to me because Danny California was on that song. I thought that song was from 1997. <laughs> um, I don't know why Timbaland has two songs oh, in the top 25 of that go. year. Gold Digger, Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Miss oh, New Booty, oh. Bubba Sparks and the Ying Yang Twins. Was that before or after Jamie Foxx was in the Blues Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that uh, concludes our look back on 2006, where we have no idea what the fuck's going on. So, the movie in question this week, Step Brothers. I just watched it today. Bill, you watched it today, correct? And Rick's yep. seen it so many yes. times that it doesn't matter. Exactly. Let's uh, let's uh, break it down. Punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> So, Bill, did you have any preconceived notions about this movie coming into it? Did you know anything other I, than it was a Will Ferrell movie? Like, no, not really. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really know what. But I gotta say, if you go back and listen to my blind prediction of what this movie was going to be about, and I called it a reverse parent trap. I mean, I was pretty close there. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think you. As almost nailed it, you know, right on as you did with Days and Confused. You've been really bad. No, this was way better than Days and Confused. Because it was the same thing, right? It was, here's these two guys and their parents get married and they hate each other and are pulling pranks on each other. And then they team up, join forces, and they end up splitting their parents up. Even though that's not their aim or their goal, it's the same end result as... uh, a reverse parent trap. Right. Yeah. So did did the premise throw you off just to start? Did it make you mad and make you not enjoy the movie? Or did you did you roll with it? Did you accept the comedy? No, the I I accepted it. And what's funny is after all of our conversations about like the problem with ages of people, right? Like we touched on this in Forget <laughs> right. Paris. We touched on this in Mean Girls. We touched on like, like at least they weren't pretending to be teenagers, right? <laughs> right. It well, was, it was, it was two 55 like, year old guys pretending to be 40, but still <laughs> there was, <laughs> yeah. But at least like from the outset, it was like, Hey, we're going to pretend like we're going to admit these guys are 40. And we're going to have them act like they are teenagers in this, like how teenagers might act in right. this situation. Right. Only then we're going to exaggerate it as, you know, a few things. So, you know, actually, when this movie came out, Will Ferrell was like 40. When was he? Okay. Well, he's he's 53 now. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And how old is how old is uh, curly haired John? <laughs> that's that's his name. Um, John C. Riley. What's his name? John C. John C. Riley. Yeah. Um, which do you guys ever think how weird John C. Riley is? Like he is a he's a really good he's a actor. really good actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he's, he's been really in amazing amazing movies and everything, but he's also hilarious. Like it's a really weird turn for yeah. most guys, right? Um, yeah, yeah. John, okay, wait. I have a quiz for you. How old okay. is John C. Riley now? Uh, I think he is fifty four. I was going to say 56. He's 55. Oh, split the difference. Right. <laughs> Bill, so, Bill so wins six, on Price was, is Right rules. He was also 40. You know, he's 41. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and here's the thing. Like, in the movie, Will Ferrell's 39, 
and John C. Riley's 40. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those were their real ages at the time the movie yeah. came out yeah. or at the or time. Or when it was filmed anyway, yeah. Right, cuz otherwise why do you make one of them 39? Yeah. I mean, still You know though. you know what I mean? Like yeah. like they made them, yeah. So, no, I was I was fine with the premise and I accepted it and that was fine. And it was this is one of those movies that had like a, a lot of funny parts. It it really did. It did had, you did you belly some, laugh? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did chuckle a few times though. Okay. I will say I chuckled a few times. And it, it's one of those things where like like in taking notes, I just wrote down a bunch of quotes and lines and scenes. Yeah, that I really this liked. is a highly quotable movie. There is a lot to a lot to quote yeah. out of this movie. You didn't belly laugh? No, I, it might have been the environment because I was in my office. Okay, but, so that's where I was going uh, to next. So let's talk about how you watched it. You watched it in your office. I watched it in my office on my iPad, pretty much uninterrupted. Yeah, you know this kind of movie does lend itself to sitting in a room with a few other people. And watching it together. Right, right, right. And I can, I can see that. Like, there, one of the things I thought was funny is, you know, in the first scene where they're at the dinner table together, the four of them, and the dad and the mom are eating like fish and salad and have wine glasses. And Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are eating chicken nuggets and have like plastic (laughs) cups with Kool-Aid in them. Like, it's funny. It's, and, and that, that kind of sets that tone for the movie. Like, we're we're going to pretend that both of these parents are such enablers that they've allowed these right. men to be boys forever right? right like that's that's the whole humor of this whole thing and right. then um okay one of my favorite lines in the first third of the movie is by like it's a super obscure line it's from the hospital after the after the dad the doctor leaves the hospital right and there's that other doctor standing at the nurse's station with the nurse. And he goes, boy, guess he's got some family issues, huh? And she goes, I don't believe in talking about people behind their backs. And he's <laughs> like, you know, nobody likes you, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that was funny. Like yeah. that made me, that made me chuckle. Like, so I think really that was that. part of the unrated edition because that I didn't. I didn't get that in, uh. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the version I rented from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Like he runs out of the hospital. Right. And it it just like, cuts. And the, in the th- theatrical version, it just cuts right there. Oh, man. That's, that's really too bad because yeah, that was a great <laughs> scene where he, she's like, I don't believe in talking about people by their bag. And he's just like, you know, nobody likes you, right? <laughs> <laughs> the movie will, I mean, if you watch it enough times or you watch it with someone else, you're going to pick up on everyone quoting this movie constantly. I mean, like everybody since quarantine started, the biggest quote probably is like, this house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. <laughs> uh, the the two sleepwalking scenes are pretty funny too. When they like trash the kitchen and then like bring the Christmas tree in and throw it on the bed. Do you guys, do either one of you sleepwalk? No, no. I used to though. I used yeah. to. Do you? I, I used to uh, quite a bit, and then now I mostly just like do like actually just t- last night or night before I like woke up and got all my clothes ready to go like get dressed for the day. But then you know I go back to bed and they're on the floor the next day, so <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So when I was in high school, uh, the first high school I was at in Bellingham, so it was like freshman or sophomore year. In the middle of the night. I slept walk and I got out of my bed 
And I walked out of my room, down the hall, into the bathroom. And I got into the shower and turned it on in my pajamas. Nice. <laughs> and so then, like, the water hit me and woke me up. And I, you know, you think you're laying down when you're sleeping and I'm standing up. So, like, I immediately fell, just, like, fell hard into the bathtub and hit my head. And so, like, I woke up falling, smacking my head and I'm laying in the bathtub in my pajamas with water hitting me in the face for like five minutes trying to figure out what the hell was going on. It was three o'clock in the morning. And that was like, that's like my craziest sleepwalking story. I think, I think my craziest one was, uh, I used to be late for my school bus all the time. I'd miss the bus constantly or I'd lock myself out of the house because I didn't have my key. Those were my two biggest things ever. And one time I woke up or I had a dream that I had hit a baseball into my neighbor's yard. So in my sleep, I walked out of my house, walked next door up onto his porch. And I think his dog started barking or something. And it kind of, I don't know, I didn't wake up per se, but it, I didn't knock on his door. And I walked back to my house. I mean, this is like just boxer shorts, you know, whatever. Uh, get to my house. I'm locked out. I go to my shed, get a chair, climb in through a window, and then go to sleep. Wake up with dirty feet the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I also, I, I did one time also wake up, run full speed across my house, and whip open my dad's door and go, are you having fun yet? And then went back to bed. <laughs> I have a handful of other stories, but those were probably the two good ones for now. Oh, man. Ryan, have you ever sleepwalked or sleptwalked or sleepwaked. I don't know I, how to say that. <laughs> I've never been a victim of sleep waking, walk, waking, wake walking. We sleep wake every morning. Yeah. <laughs> you ever gone on a snooze stroll? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. I haven't done any of those things. I usually I recommend it. I usually sleep like the dead and wake up real hard. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we all do that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> not like that, creeper. <laughs> that took you a long time. <laughs> I, so, guys, I have a confession to make. Um, okay. I just looked up the movie you were watching, and I was uh, roasting. This feels like a safe space. I was. <laughs> uh, I was grossly mistaken on when this movie came out it came out in 2008 so oh. all of our talk about 2006 is completely wrong oh well, so so hang on then let's revisit some of our answers okay um what what, in, what was going on in 2008 uh yeah, what was james blunt doing yeah <laughs> so uh the best picture in 2008 uh -huh. was no country for old men oh Bill yeah Quinn. nailed it uh, I mean, to be fair, I thought I was guessing 2006, but I did get the answer right. <laughs> By complete accident. Um, that was awesome. What, was, was There Will Be Blood against that movie? Uh, yeah, I think they were in the same... Um, hold on. I don't have that pulled up That's, per se. If so, it's wild that this has happened. It, yes. No, no Country for Old Men won for screenplay. Um, actor... Nope. It looks like it was nominated for Best Picture in 2008. Yeah, so it was yeah. nominated and lost to No Country for Old. Yes, <laughs> so, so There Will Be Blood won for Screenplay, Best Actor, um, Cinematography, 
yeah, multiple things. All right. Just not okay. Best picture. So here, here's what's funny about that. I thought I was guessing 2006, but I guessed the best picture winner for 2008, which actually was the year the movie we watched was yeah. made. And then based on my guess, Rick guessed the runner-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's real weird. Okay, so um, so there are uh, there's some other bangers on this Hot 100 list for 2008. Uh-huh. Um, none of the ones you guys guessed are on this list. Uh, really? I'll count it down top five because uh, this is going long and it's rather tedious. Uh, number five, Apologize, Timberland featuring Juan Republic. Oh, uh, Timberland's still there. Four, yeah. Lollipop, Lil Wayne featuring Static Major. Number three, Alicia Keys, No One. Number two, Bleeding Love, Leona Lewis. And number Ooh, one, one. Low, Flow Rider featuring T Pain. Jeez, but. The only Wait. one I knew on that list was the Leona Lewis one. And this is 2008, huh? Yeah. It's real strange because you, know you know what song did come out in 2008, I just confirmed? Lady Gaga's Poker Face. <laughs> Which also was weird that I guessed that song. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it didn't make the top five, but um, it came out in that year. See, that's so. the thing, though. This is the Hot 100, and I don't think that like us on the podcast and also the listeners of the podcast uh, really align with the Hot 100 as our major Billboard chart. Right. I can see that. Well, thanks for admitting your foible there. Yeah, Ryan. you know, I'm imperfect, just like all of us, and I'm still more perfect than Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so back into Step Brothers. Um, I think, you know what's fun about wait, this? Wait, wait, I feel like I should interject at this point. Shout out to Steven if he ever listens to this. And that when Rick was talking to him about this podcast, he asked, is Ryan ever on it? <laughs> I know that I'm better than Steven in every single time. <laughs> um, uh, just to the listeners, that's another guy we know. But, uh, uh, one one day he will make himself uh, available to join our stupid podcast. But Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> so what I find fun about this movie myself is I really like the actors in this movie. Okay. Right. Let me jump in real quick. Okay. Who's, who's the best character in this movie? Oh, Cause I know, so I know who it is. I have it written down. I mean, my, I love, my absolute favorite character in this movie. I love Catherine Hahn in this movie. She's really um, good. I love her in every movie though. And I love Mary Steenburgen too, yeah. but well, I love Mary Steenburgen for different reasons. <laughs> right. Um, go ahead, Bill. Who's the best character in the movie? My favorite is Adam Scott. I oh, love yes. Adam Scott in yeah. this movie. <laughs> He's so like when whenever he plays like an arrogant, cocky douchebag, I love that. Like he's yeah. so good at it and he pulls it off so well. It's just he's so good in this movie. He's so funny. Yeah. And he's got those sweet abs. <laughs> the the number of body doubles in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Body and stunt doubles. There were multiples. Yeah. Um, I find uh, the thing, you know, you're talking about that scene that Bill really liked. I really think that that's the key to some of this movie is the little things that just crack me up. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's so funny when they're outside fighting in the yard with, you know, their was it a shovel and whatever else. And, and Mary Seymour's just there spraying them with a hose. He's trying to murder <laughs> when they're trying to murder each other. No, 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 no. Yeah. In the first part, the first fight, the first fight where they have like a oh, baseball yeah, yeah. bat the first and, a, fight. and yeah. a driver. Yeah. yeah. 
But, yeah. But she's just, like, spraying them with a hose like they're dogs, and it's just, like, <laughs> so funny. To me, what's good about this movie is that there's there's a balance, right? Of some of the comedies that we've watched, especially, like, I'm thinking of Mean Girls, because that was more a more recent comedy that we watched. Um, in what's what's funny about this is that they don't try to pretend like it's realistic. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, the problem with a lot of comedies and like what I was talking about, my frustration with a lot of like rom-coms is this whole, like if they would just admit what's going on and be like, Hey, this, you know, sorry, I lied about this or I knew your sister or, you know, this thing happened. Then this whole fabricated plot unravels, you know, but in this movie, at least they're like, we're going to make this so absurd that you're not like, oh, this could simply be solved by one of them behaving like a normal person would. It's like, no, these are such exaggerated characters that we're just presenting you this like farce for entertainment. And it, it you know, it allows you more that suspension of disbelief that we were talking about. This movie really welcomes you into the suspension of disbelief because they're not trying to pretend like everything is plausible except one detail or one action. Right. You're in a, in a completely fantasy. Yes. Narrative. Yes. And then, and then you can just sit back and laugh at the jokes and the antics. I think, um, one of the things that makes this movie super great is the fact the the relationship between Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley, how it goes from they absolutely hate each other to they absolutely love each other, then they hate each other again, then they love each other again, then they hate each other again. Like the pettiness and the polarizing emotions of these two characters is hilarious. It's like uh, you're a stupid curly hairhead dick face, whatever <laughs> you know. Like the and it's so childlike, but. The way they execute it as fully grown adults is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and- it's 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 like an exercise. Like they said, what if two fully grown people behaved like children, and yet their like insults and behavior was advanced enough, but their you know yeah. maturity wasn't <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they get beat up by children in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And then they beat up the children at the end. Like, of the movie. okay, here's another like a perfect example of the like suspension of disbelief is when Will Ferrell finally like sings for John C. Riley in his bedroom. <laughs> He's a songbird of our generation, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's like. It, it's no good, but like he's just like in disbelief, and then and he goes, "It's like a combo of Fergie and Jesus." <laughs> like that's that was good. That's yeah. good. Like, cause you just, it's like, obviously you're not going to be able to have him sing so well that the audience is impressed. So why not just have everyone pretend like he does, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and there's just, and I also love just, you know, that there must've been 50 takes for every scene, right? They just improv yeah. so many jokes and just screwed around right. for so long that when he calls, you know, Shut up, you hillbilly. This is a house of learned doctors. Or when John C. Reilly's like, I'm going to go into the family business. You can't just be a doctor. I'm a medical doctor. It's all who you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's all who you know. Uh, Richard Jenkins is, he's a great actor too. Like there's just so many fun people in this movie. And that's what helps. I think that helps drive the story along. Because you're like, 
these guys all commit to these roles hardcore. And that's what is fun about it. You know, they're not just jerking around. I like in the very beginning when John Z. Rowley's standing there in his like designer tidy whities and he's explaining, he's trying to convince uh, his dad why this is a bad idea. <laughs> he's washing the dishes and he's just like, just shut the fuck up! Just shut yeah. the fuck up! <laughs> yeah, you he know, the anger. So exa- he's so yeah. angry. Yeah. And then, uh, which contrasts with with Mary Steenbridge and trying to be so like, oh, I'm supportive. I'm the mother. I'm motherly. And she never gets frustrated except for like one or two times. And then it's perfect when she does. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really funny. It's, it's about what an hour and 45 minutes. This movie is. And I think it's like for an hour and 10 minutes, a really good, hilarious, solid comedy. But then like, Every comedy, it just kind of falls apart and has like 25 to 30 minutes of it's just not funny because they're trying to like wrap it all up or put context to the plot. Like from like the end of Christmas and then like the divorce and then the whole like fucking Catalina wine mixer. The, yeah, the, that, the Catalina wine mixer until you get to the end of it. It's just it drags. And I'm just like, man, I wish I wish you could make a comedy that doesn't have that like 20 minutes where they have to like stop making jokes and pretend that something serious is happening and try and like wrap it up or develop the plot or make it. end. you know, like, so what you're saying is you wish there was less story in this movie. It was more of a slice of life movie. (laughs) I feel like it was funny and they did such a good job with the jokes and having such a fun time with it that then trying to cram 20 minutes of plot into the end of the movie really slowed the... Pe- it, it took the wind out of my sails. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you don't have the Catalina wine mixer, you also didn't, you don't get to watch um, the Billy Joel cover band Uptown Girl. Oh, no. I, I wrote Sands. down Horatio Sands is great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I loved hey, Horatio asshole. Sands in this. Hey, asshole. Yeah. yeah. He gets so unnecessarily angry at one comment. But, like, I know there are people that are musicians that do cover bands that people don't take seriously that will get that mad about the scope of their cover band. Like, that's a real person. Like, that's not a made-up character. Like, no, fuck you, I'm about the early stuff. I'm not doing that fucking sell-out bullshit, Billy Joel shit. I'm all about the doo-wop era. Right. No, I love that he has like his specific years. <laughs> right. That he will do. You know. Uh, what is it? Nineteen seventy-two to two thousand or something. Billy what, Joel. Eighties. Eighties yeah. only. Eighties only. What's the guy? Uh, the guy that did all the NFL promos. Rob Riggle. Yes, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle is hilarious. Frank Caliendo. Frank. Oh. No. <laughs> Rob Riggle is pretty hilarious in this movie as well. He's like, I don't like your face. I just want to punch it. Is there anything I can do? I just want to punch it. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> what? I just saw something with Rob Riggle with my family the other day, and they were like, I don't like him. And I was like, no, you have to like him. He's hilarious. <laughs> I can't remember what it was now, which makes a great story. I do love <laughs> I do love all the scenes of them interviewing for jobs. Like, I can't go through... I haven't gone a whole week without saying... Is it Pan or Pam? It's pa- oh, I got it. Is it's there Pam? A, a Pam with, with two M's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there a D at the end? 
that part's kind of funny, but like when they're wearing tuxedos, I don't know that that seems that seems okay. It was just okay for me. <laughs> the dad, the dad says, the, the, "Go in my closet." The Tommy Boy montage, the Tommy Boy montage of them trying to sell the brake pads and like not taking no for an answer. I like that montage way better. As far as like, that's also that. in the uncensored version. No, it's not. Yeah. When when they're like, we don't take no for an answer, and the guy's like, no, it's like all right, and then they go through like all the different. Knows in Tommy Boy, and then You're talking about different uh, movies, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about oh, Tommy. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you said they <laughs> yeah, no, referenced. No. Uh, yeah. No, no, gotcha. no. I'm saying no. that. Mo- I was comparing those two montages because those I'm two sorry. movies. I got confused because you were talking about a movie that you've watched, and I'm not yeah, used right. to that. Yeah, right. you have to remember, Bill has three touchstones. So if you hear Tommy Boy, yeah, you're okay. gonna get okay. there. If there's a reason it's wedged in. He's gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. So the dad says, "Go into my closet." pick anything to wear why does he have two tuxedos <laughs> who yeah. has two tuxedos one with a ruffled shirt and one without a ruffled shirt he's a medical doctor he's a medical that sells hearing aids and needs two tuxedos <laughs> and he's the same size as will ferrell and of course John C. yes Riley. well because he weighs okay. like it's, no, it's, the, it's the terminator it's the terminator yeah. costume Ex- except yeah. for the fact that like when you look at like will ferrell's pants though they're like super high up i mean it doesn't the clothes don't fit him <laughs> like so so on a like personal like story issue note when he's all upset when they show the music video where they destroy the boat and he's yeah, like boats and hose now i can't retire for at least four more years <laughs> right and you're like didn't you have insurance on the boat? Like, that's that's what's going to ruin your retirement, that you have this, like, ju- you know, million-dollar yacht and you didn't buy an insurance policy to cover it, which you would have and which would replace it and you'd be fine. Says the yeah. insurance agent. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, big hole in the plot there. Yeah. I feel like that's where the plot really ran into the rocks. <laughs> Ben as opposed living on. as opposed to growing up on the rocks, it ran into the rocks. Correct. I do appreciate how completely unhinged in his anger about ruining the boat. It doesn't matter about family, kids, his marriage, anything. They ruined my fucking boat, and they cost me eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's probably his deductible, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I also love one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is Adam Scott. And his family singing "Sweet Child of Mine." In the oh yeah, when you yeah, first yeah, see yeah. him, know yeah. that. and when he when he tells his wife that she's flat, yeah, <laughs> take yeah. it away. Oh, so good, so flat. And I'm gonna just, save it with the solo. <laughs> yeah, and I and, can sing high like this. Okay, so and since we're talking about it, that's shoot. I'm gonna mess this up. I always mess this one up. That's Aerosmith. Nope. Damn it. That's. <laughs> Hang on, I know this one. It's it's one of those seventies bands, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on it depends on who you are. It's I know it's not <laughs> the Rolling Stones. It's 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 Guns and Roses. Hey, there you go. yes, he got there. It only took you. It only took you three tries. Three, three tries. That's why they call me Three Try Bill. <laughs> and what year do you think Guns and Roses started? <laughs> Well, you said no to 70, so what? Like 68? Yeah. <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> 85, Bill. 85. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
That's weird. <laughs> I thought they were all like, I thought they were all like dead by now or super old, like, like the who and. No, no. You the think Rolling that Guns N' Roses were contemporaries of the who? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And the Rolling <laughs> Stones and those guys. I just yeah. lumped them all in the same category. Led nope. Zeppelin, are they in there too? Same time frame? Well, I don't know what time frame you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> early, late 60s, early 70s. Okay, so wait. So now you're saying late 60s, early 70s for who? The who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, got it. I see what you did there. Um, we don't need to go too deep into this. I mean, what's late 60s to you? Because like, the Rolling Stones are early 60s, but you know, we'll just keep it going. Keep well, it they're still playing today, so. <laughs> well, I didn't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're dead. <laughs> so. Okay. Are Guns N' Roses dead? All of them? How many of them are there? I mean, like, you, there's like two, two guns and two roses, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least, right? There has to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one of you. You can't be the Lone Rangers. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Yeah, that might have to be next hey, up. <laughs> it it stars a a star from one of the movies you recommended, Joe Montana. Yeah, I like him. A, I like him a much lot. in a much better role. Oh, what so what are we talking about? I don't know what we're talking. We are talking about Airheads. Okay, yeah, I have no idea what that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to guess a decade that that movie was made in. Like, I've never even heard of it. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's get to that later on in the episode. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we've been talking about a bunch of stuff from this movie and I, I, I kind of need to, uh, digest a little bit and think about my clamometer score. Um, what do you guys think? You, th- you guys ready for a break? Yeah, I am. And Bill has to go rest his mangina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still traumatized. I will not sing in public. Let's <laughs> let's go to a break and come back with the clamometer readings. Sounds good. Uh, back in a few. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um. Man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Okay, we're back. And uh, you know what happens after every ad break. We go to the clamometer. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a, a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah. Kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer and homework. I said kilometer. All right. It is time for Bill to talk about his clamometer. What you got, Bill? Okay, guys, let's take a look at the old clamometer for Step Brothers. That's still the movie we're talking about, right? I think so. <laughs> so, let's see. I felt like this movie was funny. Um, 
lot. It was enjoyable. Like I said, it, it, it lags a little at the end, but great cast, great roles pulled off. They, you know, they just went for it with complete suspension of disbelief and like, let's just create a ridiculous scenario, make jokes, and they do that well. So, I, so I liked that. I thought it was funny. I thought it had a lot of good lines. So I, I really did enjoy it and found it one of the better movies that we've seen so far. Um, it's a little, you know, it's rated R, it's crude, it's crass, it's not for everyone. It's, it, you know, it's the kind of movie my wife would hate, you know, as, as, like we were talking about with Mean Girls, how like 40 year old men is not its Mean Girls target demographic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this movie isn't like a comedy that's for all people. You know, I think we are its target demographic. I think 39 and 40 year old men is the target demographic. Right. Of I this mean, movie. maybe, maybe you'll go down to 25 to 40 year old men, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Sure. But like, yeah, even, even like being the same age as them, it's, it's one of those things where you can look at it and go, Oh man, like part of it, it, part of the appeal of this movie is almost the like, if only you could still behave that way, you know, but you can't because that's not how the world works. I like to know? have a lot of fresh fruit in the house. And uh, if you'd like to. Chocolate chips uh, in my pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate chips yeah, in my so, pancakes. I mean, it, it's good. And it has a lot of good quotable lines. So I don't, you know, I, I really would like to shit on something Rick likes just to piss him off as retribution. But I have to I have to respect the sanctity of the clomometer and not pollute <laughs> you've, it. You've done that plenty. <laughs> you don't need to keep doing Pretty it. Pretty sanctimonious yeah. about the old clomometer there. So I feel like with the um, this movie, I put it in the upper section of movies we've seen. Um, on par with some of the better movies we've watched. And I wrote down that it was a 69. And, and if that made you roll your eyes or groan, then this movie is not for you. <laughs> um, so you're telling me this movie is 16 points behind Forget Paris? Yes. Yes. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not the perfect movie. No, it's just like way funnier and better cast and better people and forget more Paris, fun yeah, to watch and more yeah. rewatchable. Forget Paris is, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Will Ferrell. <laughs> I will watch Forget Paris more even in the future than I will watch this. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> agree to disagree. Well, we, we, uh, you know, we had our little guessing game that we like to play when you're not listening, right? And let me tell you. The, what, what we think of you sometimes. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you tell that to, to my face. <laughs> um, so our guesses last week for Step Brothers, Ryan came in at 65 degrees. Not bad. Pretty close. He's really close. He's right in, right in the I'm ballpark. Dialing it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys are figuring me out. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I've been using the, uh, the forget Paris bell curve <laughs> I've been designing. It's, it's, it has its, you know, it's still in its trial rep right now, but my <laughs> guess last week was 69 degrees. Nailed Whoa, it. Nailed it on that the is dot. The first time that has happened in the history of the guessing of the kilometer. Yeah. Ryan was within one once, but. And so with that, I think that we have discovered that we need to keep going in 
this vein for a little bit longer. Um, we know where some of these classics rank for you. We know where some of these more modern movies are. And I think me and Ryan have decided that there's a couple movies out there that you would not consider classics. <laughs> you know, I don't think the Step Brothers ever going to be put on the same list as Citizen Kane, you know, but I've never seen it's, that. <laughs> it's a real fun, it's a real fun watch, right? Um, and I think we should keep the fun rolling. And for a little while here, let's just throw some random movies that we like. We've talked about a couple movies as we've gone. Um, just out of curiosity, have you ever seen Airheads? No, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Well, me and Ryan have referenced it a couple of times in a couple of episodes, I believe. And just amongst ourselves hanging out. Um, let's, you want to do it? You want to watch it? I'm game if that's what the assignment is. All right. What do you think, Ryan? Is I it, think that's a good one. I really enjoy yeah. that movie. I think uh, I think the the actors that are in it are playing unique roles for what they normally play in their acting career, and uh, uh, it's a fun it's a fun movie. Yeah. Well, um, Bill, what do you think Airheads is about? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna Bill. I'm gonna give you one little hint on this movie, and we already talked about it uh, earlier. Uh, one uh, actor in this movie is another is an actor from a movie that you already uh, really like, Joe Montaigne. Just okay. take that into consideration and so, when and you think about He's what in Forget about. Paris, which is nice, mm-hmm. right? So I have, I have no clue what this movie is. I've never heard of this movie. I've never seen a poster or a billboard or a VHS cover of this movie. I don't know if this is rom-com, if this is comedy, if this is... I mean, you guys said same vein, so I'm thinking it's comedy. I don't know if it's like high schoolers, 40-year-olds. I don't know if it's grumpy old men. I don't know anything about this movie. So, uh, but Airheads... You know it's a Joe Montana joint. Well, sure. Just like, just like, um, I knew Dazed and Confused was a Ben Affleck film. Uh, <laughs> well, Joe Montana, you know, so, he has a lot of good movies under his belt. He's in Forget Paris, and I think he's in Baby's Day Out, right? He's really got quite the pedigree. He's got range. He does. He's in, he's in a few seasons of Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think based on the name Airheads, it, it's it's just drawing parallels to me to Dazed and Confused. So that's what I, I'm, I'm going to say. Airheads is another movie that's a slice of life, a bunch of just just a bunch of morons. Maybe just like just like a group, but but probably not as slice of life as Dazed and Confused. Right? It's a specific group. So I'm going to say there's a group of four friends. And these four friends are hanging out together. And I'm going to say we moved on from high school, maybe college. So four college buddies in a frat house. And they are just so stupid that one of them is about to flunk out. And so they are going to try and come up with a way for him to cheat so he doesn't flunk out of college. All right. That's what I think Airheads is about. I like it. Yeah. It's uncanny how you can do this. <laughs> I'm an idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those two things. 
Um, Bill, I'd like you to go into the isolation chamber while me and Ryan discuss our upcoming scores for the movie. Okay, sounds good. Text me when you want to get my attention. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) All right. So, I thought for a moment there he might get close to what (laughs) it was, and then he veered in another direction. But I don't think he's going to like this movie as much as he liked uh, Step Brothers. No, me neither. Not even close. Um, I think it's he's going to get irritated the fact that there's no story or plot or slice of life or whatever the bullshit he wants to think movies are about. And uh, he's not going to get the joke with Lemmy at the end. I mean, no, he's not going to understand any of the references. Yeah, in this the, movie. None of the references are going to make any sense to him. Right. So that that takes like 50% of the enjoyment out of it already. So I'm going to say, and here's where I need to have like the clomometer in front of me because I... Uh, is there a movie you could think of you'd like to know I have it in front of me? Okay. Um, where is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly again? 50s? 42. 42. And the next highest after that is... Movie-wise, uh, Days and Confuses a 45. Yeah, I think he's gonna, it's gonna be in the 40s. I think he's gonna go 48 on 48. 48 on the, uh, airheads. You know, me and you, I think we're starting to figure this out a little bit, yeah. unless we completely misshoot. Right. Um, I thought kind of the same thing. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I think he's gonna like this movie a little bit more than he liked the Blues Brothers. Okay. Cause it's kind of the same. I mean, it's a music comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm putting him at a 53. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I can buy that because there's, it's a little bit more modern humor. It's a little bit more slapstick. Um, I mean, and he could like it a lot more than that, but I'm just so beaten down by his ness. Yeah. I'm excited to get going on some of these movies because, like, the classics were kind of a bust, which I know we'll get back to them. But for right now, there's a few. Like, I think he's got to watch this, and maybe we got to watch, uh, PCU. And maybe we stick in this music thing because maybe we kind of branch out and we get some things like um, Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Um, Because I think that he might either hate all of these or maybe he's going to start figuring stuff out, learning how to enjoy life a little bit. Right. And I think I think maybe that's that ends up being like the forward direction of the podcast is not not just picking movies he's going to hate and ridiculing him for hating them, but getting things that. Like trying to find things he's gonna like and steering him into um, appreciating things that are good. Well, but see, that's what I thought we were doing when we started this. <laughs> it just didn't happen, right? Right. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised that he likes Step Brothers. Yeah. You know. So let's just see how it goes. Maybe Degenerated or Born to Raise Hell are going to be his new favorite songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find out. Okay. Well, let's uh, yeah. let's bring Bill back and. Uh, we're going to wrap up for this week. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm back. Hey. All right. We did it. Hey, guys. Okay. Well, um, Bill, we had some some heart-to-heart talks about <laughs> what you think you're going to think of this movie, Airheads. I trust you're not going to Google it before you watch it. Nope, will not do. Okay. Um, Rick's going to give you a DVD, right? You're going to watch it. Uh, theatrical release. And I just had a an epiphany while we were speaking, everybody. Um, Bill, so we were talking about what movies to assign you and how we've done some classics and we're doing these now. 
I think what me and Ryan are trying to do, we just didn't realize it. We're trying to turn you into us. And then we can, <laughs> you can, you can start figuring out why you like these older movies. So we're going to start at this base level of these movies kind of were in our wheelhouse for certain points in our lives, I imagine. And once you figure this out, then you'll be able to see some things through our eyes. And this is a good movie to start this trend with. Like the, the series of movies that were like young adult important to Rick and I. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it does. It, they're not all good. You know, I'm not going to die on the hill like you would forget Paris for some of these movies. But there's a reason why I enjoy them. Yeah. So we're going to find they're out not classics. They're not They're Nobody's going to put them on their list of uh, top 100 of all time. But they're still funny and enjoyable. Right. They're no sure. Kiwi's Big Adventure. You know, they don't have <laughs> that magic. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you guys listening. Um, uh, please take a minute to check out our socials. Um, we're on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We're on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And uh, please email us at miseducationofbill at gmail.com if you have any movie recommendations, any other things you want us to talk about, what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. Again, if you're if you're someone who doesn't know us personally, we'd really like to hear from you, understand where and how you heard about our podcast and what you like about it. And whose taste you relate to most. Right. And probably not Bill's. Um, oh, I've got my fans out there. I know you're out there. Yeah, I wouldn't call them fans, Bill. Um, so another thing, too, I wanted to let you know, uh, we did have a listener send us a gift in the mail recently. Um it was a amazing woodworked cribbage board and you know, we're pretty av- avid cribbage players here. And I just wanted to let you guys know, go check out uh West Wong cultures Etsy store. Um, it's West Wong W E S T W O N G culture with a K on Etsy and check out all the awesome cribbage boards and other wares. Yeah, that was a very generous um, contribution by them. And uh, we really appreciate them uh, helping the podcast out. I also wanted to say, uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Um, you can find us on all the major apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, anywhere else you can find podcasts. If you can't find us on your podcast app, let us know. We'll get there. Wanted to give a special thanks to Wyatt Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them at Spotify, and you can also find them at WOATW.com. Guys, any parting thoughts you want to leave the audience with? for this week. I also wanted to give a shout out to my daughter, Abby. She is the one that has done all of the artwork for the podcast, the episode um, titles and the image for the podcast. So uh, she is doing that artwork and wanted to shout out her and give her thanks. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. None of us uh, bros here are very artistically (laughs) inclined. So I really appreciate having somebody who can uh, draw up some uh, special little artwork for us. Rick, do you have anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I just hope that these next movies that come up, Bill gives them a fair shot and enjoys some things. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> I always don't. All right. Thanks for listening, and good night. Bye. Bye.
Sometimes hell comes dressed in black And now it's time for me to disappear